Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hi, everyone. It's Allie Valentin here, and I'm here to let you know that the conversation you're about to listen to came from a live Q&A session on Chris's social media accounts. I hope you enjoy. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. I'm waiting for some people to come on. This is Lindsay. If you haven't met me yet, I am one of the co-founders of the SQ Institute, which honestly is one of the greatest privileges of my life um, because I get to build alongside uh, Chris Valentin and Dan McCollum, which let me tell you something. Have you ever tried to build something alongside your teachers and prophetic heroes? It's it basically goes like this, like, what do you think about this? And you're like, if you don't like it, I'll change it. I'll change it right now. <laughs> so that is my journey with building with these two dudes. Okay, so Chris Valentin has ju- is coming on. Here he is. One second. Oh, here he is. <laughs> Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. You know, just hanging out and being cool. Mostly being cool, you know? Mostly being cool. I was just telling them that I like to call you Batman. Oh. And I just want to explain for everyone, here's why I call Chris Valentin Batman. I came to Bethel from LA where I worked in TV film and I worked in comics for a hot minute. So I always think like, who would this person be? And one day Chris was preaching and I was like, okay, Bruce Wayne, first of all, fancy cars, Chris, right? Same car thing. We got it locked down Two, Batman is always like, he has these two lives, one in the Batcave and one where he's like hobnobbing and these weird parties with like government leaders also Chris Valentin. And lastly, Batman is always about saving the city. And let me tell you something about Chris Valentin. He is all about loving our city and building cities. So this is my theory as to why Chris is. I never knew that's why you call me Batman. I just knew you call me Batman. Yeah, no, that's why. There's actually a theology for it. <laughs> wow. So, Come on. Yeah. Um, anyways, all right. Guys, we're here because we wanted to talk to you about spiritual intelligence and the SQ Institute. The book is propped up right behind Chris. If you haven't bought it yet, you need to. But the book spawned a whole institute for people to come and learn and train and be inspired with what's possible with the mind of Christ and what's possible when the body comes together. Yeah. So... We have some questions from that you guys put in our comments, and I'm gonna ask some of them. Batman's gonna answer, and maybe I'll add a little bit here and there. <laughs> you're Robin. If I'm Batman, then you're I'm Robin, Robin today, 100%. Yes. Cute. I'm gonna ride in the little car. Um, okay, so number one, Chris, here's the number Uh-oh. one question we get this all the time. Uh oh. For those who are new here, can you explain how spiritual intelligence, SQ, is different? from IQ and EQ? Well, first of all, IQ, you know, an intellectual quotient and emotional quotient or intellectual intelligence and emotional intelligence are directly related to something that you are, that they are, they're resident in you. For example, you know, I always like to use the cell phone. My cell phone has like lots of, um, you know, it has videos on it. It has songs on it. It has, it's, you know, on, 
I, I say on the hard drive, I realize that my cell phone doesn't have a hard drive. It does have a memory. Yeah. And, uh, and so there's a certain amount that I can put in my cell phone's memory or in my computer's memory for that matter. But when I hit, you know, when I hit the button that says Safari on my cell phone, all of a sudden I'm connected to the internet and I can Google anything and come up with, I can type in the word leadership and get, literally I could read for probably 10 years on what different people think about leadership. Yeah. That, that information is not on my cell phone. Like right. that, that 10 years worth of information would not fit on my cell phone. So, the, so IQ and EQ are resident in my personhood. They're resident in my, my brain, they're resident in my soul, in my, but SQ is resident in God. So it, it literally, if you think about it like this, in 1 Corinthians chapter two, it says that we know because we have the spirit of God, the spirit of God, spirit, the, the, the capital S spirit, not the little S spirit, because we are spirit with the soul, with the body. So we have a human spirit, but we also have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a direct connect to God, obviously, because he is God. He has direct connect to what God's thinking. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that because the Spirit of God is in us, therefore we have full access to the thoughts of God, meaning that what is resident in God, not in us, what is resident in God, like I know it's a silly illustration, but what's what's resident in the internet, not in my not on my hard drive, I have full access to through if it, if I can say I, I like to jokingly say Google God. Yeah. When I tap into the Holy Spirit, the capital S Spirit, I have full access to what God thinks about anything. Yeah. So now, I love to use this example. So in Romans 12, 2, it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we know that when we renew our mind, we think like Jesus. Yeah. Let me say it again. When we renew our mind, we think like Jesus. For example, if my neighbor hates me and he throws junk over the fence and he cusses me out and flips me off and he goes to work, I'm like, okay, what, you know, WWJD, what would Jesus do? My, oh, Jesus said, love those who hate you, bless those who persecute you, be kind to people who are unkind to you. And if you love people who love you only, what do you do any different than unbelievers, right? right. So I learned to treat my neighbor the way Jesus would treat him, to think about my neighbor the way Jesus tells me to think about him. So that's my, that, that's my mind renewed. When my mind is renewed, my mind thinks like Jesus. Yeah. But let's take the same scenario. You know, Henry is my neighbor. He hates me. He throws junk over the fence. He cuts me out. He flips me off. You know, he's just nasty. And I say, Holy Spirit, what does God think about this? And suddenly I get this information. Well, Henry's dad was a pastor. He molested his kids. He lived like hell at home. He taught like heaven on Sunday. And Henry, when he sees me, he's not seeing me. He's seeing his father, who he hates, who he doesn't trust. And now that I have that information by what God thinks of Henry, what God knows of Henry. Yeah. So I'm not just thinking like God. I'm actually thinking the thoughts of God. Now I can develop what I call a sporadogy, a spirit-led strategy. Sporadogy. Like how am I going to help Henry, you know, recover from his 
horrible experience with his father when he grew up. Yeah. And I can tap again into the mind of Christ and say, Father, how are we going to help Henry, who gave me this information, how are we going to help Henry restore his relationship with the Heavenly Father, forgive his earthly father, and be able to not talk to a ghost every time he sees a person that reminds him of his of his earthly father. Right. So that that's so I'd say the differences between IQ, EQ, and SQ is that IQ and EQ are resident in me. SQ is resident in God, and I have access to God. That is the best explanation I've ever heard you do so far. Well, <laughs> Love that one. When you're Batman, you got it. You got to show it off. You got to show it up. We're recording this. I'm writing that one down. Come on, Robin. You got you to gotta know this. Stuff. Exactly. I'm just in the, in the sidecar. Um, and for those that are listening, someone's like, would that be word of knowledge? And you're like, yeah, but he spiritual intelligence is all of it. He tapped into the thoughts of God. He gave him a word of knowledge. And then he went in for, a, for actionable intel for a strategy. And he also, you pressed into multiple gifts in that moment. You would move into counsel you would move into wisdom yes so little brains love these we love to categorize the gifts right helps our little brain yeah but it 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 helps us to teach it it helps us to teach it it helps us to you know kind of understand what to have faith to have because all of this comes by faith so you know we have to have faith for access for something yeah right but the mind of christ encompasses all the spiritual gifts but more yeah. Right, but more. Yeah. Oh, so good. So that is like just a snippet of what we're actually going to do at Solutionaries Intensive. We won't yeah. be talking um, to people about their father problems, but we will have clients come on who are going to ask questions that they have had trouble solving through means, and they're going to come to our students, and we're going to try to solve it through spiritual intelligence. Um, yeah, it's really fun too. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and, you know, ultimately the goal, you know, the goal of spiritual intelligence, the ultimate overarching goal is to get to know the Father. I, uh-huh. I mean, honestly, get to know the Father. That, you know, someone might say, well, what are you doing? These guys are just trying to, you know, use the gifts. It's like, no, actually, the goal is to get to know the Father. That's the ultimate goal. Absolutely. Can you, can you um, this wasn't on our questions, but I want you to talk about it a little bit. Okay. You recently went to Oxford. I did. Yeah, which, which is a place known for intelligence, right? Yes. Um, but you had a very, and there's a long, I'm not going to say it's not known because it is, but you had a very spiritual experience there. And it, you released a word recently. I want to, if you guys haven't listened to last Sunday's um, message at Bethel, I highly encourage you to because Chris relieved a word that I think is going to cause all of us, we should steward it. But could you share a little bit about Oxford and what that stirred in you? Yeah. Uh, so Oxford's 927 years old. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I've never been there before. So we were walking the property, which the Oxford University and Oxford City are synonymous. So this the, the university is a city. The city is a university. So you can imagine how large it is. It includes uh, 32 uh, sub-colleges that, that together are called Oxford. But I was walking the property with a friend of mine, uh, uh, Simon, who actually oversees the project, the uh, space project for Oxford, and which they have a contract with NASA. And so he was you know, showing me the different campus, and several times I was having these experiences where I would just break out in tears. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. 
Like, I think this is part of spiritual intelligence, too. Sometimes you're having a heart encounter, but your head hasn't picked up what it is. It's kind of a little bit like spiritual discernment without information, you know. I mean, sometimes, you know, God wants to do more than we ask or think. And sometimes the experiences we're having are beyond our capacity to understand, but not beyond our capacity to experience. So I was experiencing this, uh, this like, something in the ground, so to speak. Yeah. You know, it's like that, that people who went before us, like uh, uh, I heard later on that C.S. Lewis had a big impact on Oxford and Oxford on him. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Charles uh, uh, Wesley, uh, the Methodist movement came out of Oxford and had this powerful, this powerful movement that spread all over the world was birthed in Oxford. And then you think about things like Rolls-Royce was, you know, birth in Oxford. Wow. The, uh, the, the whole uh, concept of magnetism, like the physical, uh, the physical um, uh, scientific um, uh, structure and, and in invention of magnetism came out of Oxford University. And I could go on and on. And I was beginning, as I walked the campus, I just began to experience this, uh, I, I, you know, to this day, I like, I want to make sure that I, I don't say it in some way. It sounds like new agey or something like sure. that. But yet I was just experiencing what our foremothers and fathers had like laid in the ground, so to speak. Yeah. And, and then I had this uh, uh, kind of a vision. I say a vision. I didn't see it with my eyes. Thanks. But in my spirit, I began to look around at Oxford and I suddenly saw like Bethel superimposed over it. And Reading superimposed over it, and I'm like, oh, this is. I, I had this thought that this is this is Bethel Reading, wow. 200 years from now, that the greatest inventors, innovators, engineers, doctors, scientists, ast astronomers, you know, these kind of people are going to be birthed out of Bethel, and they are going to move forward in the discoveries that help the world get whole and healthy. And I wow. just got. So, I, I mean, I just, I, we toured for two days and uh, both days I just was overwhelmed with what God wants to do in our people and the fact that we are to live for a legacy. You know, we're to live like Jesus might come back any moment because we need to be ready. Yeah. But we're to have a vision as if he doesn't come back for a thousand years. Yeah. To have a, one thing I was really stirred by was you were talking about like, let me try to summarize you. You were talking about, like, do you, like, what if you're, like, releasing a word or a vision for a people that you might not ever meet? Yeah, like, chapter 2, verse yeah. 1. Write the vision, make it plain, yeah. give the angel to run with. Yeah. And I just realized, like, even some of, like, I prophesy, and but I actually don't, I haven't asked God about visions for 250 years from now. It's never, I've, I've never actually thought about it. And then I was like, I started to be like, I don't know if I'm dreaming impossibly yet. Like, I, it really, it awoke, I think it awoke something in me. And I feel like you guys who are watching, like, I want to encourage you to, to check it out, to believe in, for, for the future and, like, building for people that you might not ever see. Yeah, and, then, and think about uh, dreaming unselfishly. Yes. For something that will not benefit you. Yes. Because it's... It's, it's super easy to, you know, feel like you're unselfish in that, you know, you help other people and you love other people. But maybe one of the greatest unselfish acts is that I prepare a world for a people I will never experience. Wow. 
pretty powerful, really, when you think about it. Yeah, it is. Selfless living, you know, takes on another dynamic when you when you're dreaming for the generations to come and you're preparing for the generations that aren't yet born. Yeah. It's, um, you know, Habakkuk, when he said, for the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters in the sea. I butchered it. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? And I'm always like, when is that going to happen? Right? And how can we be a part of that? So, yeah. I agree. And, and why not here? Why not now? And, you know, right. and, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I had this vision two months ago of Reading. Uh, this is during a prayer meeting. We were actually praying for Reading. And I saw like a arch like you have over, I think they have it over Reno, where it says Reno. And it says the, I think it says the smallest, largest city in the world or something. But this said, this said Reading. And then underneath it, it said the glory, it's the glory of God to hide a matter. It's the glory of kings to search it yeah. out. And I'm like, wow, Reading's going to be the land of discovery. Ooh, that's a good statement. Ooh. I think it's going to be the land of discovery and discovering your personhood, discovering who God is, the creator, discovering scientific inventions, innovations. Yeah, you, uh, you know, creation is going to yield its secrets. That's the one thing the Lord told me about Reading. Creation is going to yield its secrets. Whoa. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Um, you guys, this is what happens when you start thinking god's thoughts mm -hmm. i don't know i i was really stirred my whole group we if you join sq institute like afterwards sometimes you can join some of our private labs and one of our labs is we actually are transcribing that message that you did on sunday and we're going to steward it like a prophetic word like prophets let me be funny prophets be prophesying but what are we doing with those words how are we partnering right because you're releasing it corporately to the body you are a gift to the body you're like hey I have a message for you, right? Exactly. So, um, okay, we have a couple more questions before we're done. Okay. Uh, let's just, let's get into a juicy one, ready? <laughs> um, what do you think about the relationship between artificial intelligence and spiritual intelligence? And do you see them working together? Well, first of all, artificial intelligence is the you know, is the ability to quickly access everything humanity has to offer quickly. It might be in milliseconds, or it's probably, there's probably, I don't even know how you say something faster than milliseconds, but whatever that is, the trillionth of a second, right? So that everything that man knows is programmed into computer. And what the computer's doing with AI is it's, it has, it has instant access to it. Yeah. To, let's say, Let's say um, let's say 10 million people pour all of its information into it. Every book that's written, every play that's ever been played, every thought that's anyone's ever wrote down or in some way audibleized, right? Yeah. Uh, or you know, and so all that information is in one central location, and and then it's accessed by a super fast computer, right? And and eventually it'll be quantum computing, which is going to be, you know, a thousand times faster than now. So, and it, so it can, so the computer can analyze any problem according to the information that it's been given. And it can do it, you know, uh, not just quickly, but accurately. But right. what it can't do is it cannot think for itself. Yeah. 
It cannot right. think for itself. It it doesn't have it, it doesn't have emotion. It mm -hmm. doesn't it doesn't if if it hasn't been if it hasn't been given the information, even though it can be given ten you know quadrillion pieces of information, if it hasn't been it, it is limited to what it's been given. Yeah. And yes, that can be, you know. It could take you and I 10 lifetimes to process information if we had to process it as a human, where, uh, where you, know, uh, you know, AI can process that information in seconds or you know, less. But what it can't do is it can't originate information. It can't create. Can't create. It can create out of what's been given to it, exactly. but it can't create outside of that. Right. What spiritual intelligence does is spiritual intelligence taps in literally literally to the mind of the creator of all the universes and it it has access i say it, it we have access to this holy spirit who has access to the god that 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 never was born lives eternally and has been here for a quadrillion years and who's knows everything about everything and we have full access to that we have full access to the mind of christ right so ai is never going to match spiritual intelligence never now it, on, on another side you might say well ai is quicker faster but it, it is artificial correct it's not re real intelligence it's artificial intelligence exactly so so it has its tremendous disadvantage. Yeah. It's predictable because it operates on logic and reason. It yeah. doesn't operate on any other level besides logic and reason. Yeah. Where even our human brain operates beyond logic and reason. Sometimes yeah. that's not good. Sometimes yeah. it's amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, we had a, um, I had an interesting experience. I believe we've talked. We had a conversation about this recently. I, I really think artificial intelligence is supposed to become a servant to spiritual intelligence. Yeah. My team actually did this in an amazing way recently. Um, we were working on a finding project for an organization that was looking to find something. And um, we had our team prophesy, right? We're like, okay, we had the see or see, the feelers feel. Like we had, just to be clear, you can do all of them. But they, they, they sat with God and they wrote down, where is this thing? And so then they, no. they all wrote it down. They were blind to who it was for, and the, meaning um, that's what blind means. They didn't know what they were yeah. to. Yeah. And then and they didn't know what each other were getting. Now here's yeah. what happens. We get the intel, and then we will analyze it and interpret. And my team came up with this. It was brilliant. They were like, okay, these specific things in these prophetic words are highlighted to us. The Holy Spirit highlighted it. But they were like, we don't know what this means. And then through divine inspiration, they were like, wait, they took those words that were highlighted and they went into artificial intelligence and said, are any of these street names in, a, in the particular country we were looking at? And boop, two of the things that were highlighted were cross streets. And I felt like this was, and then that ended up helping the, the entire organization. And it was this amazing example of artificial intelligence serving spiritual intelligence. It couldn't have, it, it, we had to listen to God to hear things. And all it did was 
act as a fancy Google, basically. It just yeah. did it really That was it. It helped. And I felt like, oh. I see, like you gave it these names. Yeah. And then AI came up with, oh, those names are in the city that you're actually trying to solve problems. Yeah. AI goes, oh, there's two, there's two uh, roads, streets, na name those names. Exactly. Like yeah. we never would have known that. We were just kind of like, is this significant to this? Yeah. Um, and so I, and so that was the moment I remember I was like, Holy Spirit, is this okay? Is this okay? Like when they told me about it, but I was like, no, it is. Cause we wouldn't have had the information without Holy Spirit. And we wouldn't have known to even put that in AI unless we were like, there's something on this stuff so that we don't know. Good. So it just, it just served. I love it. The way cell phone right now is serving us to reach people and talk about spiritual intelligence in this very moment. Yeah. So I don't know. I get excited about new technologies. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. me. <laughs> it's good to have other people in the body that have caution. We work together, right? Well, my challenge is, you know, the uh, religion, especially in the 20th century, not so much early in the 20th century and, and, and back, but, yeah. you know, but later on in the 20th century and now into the 21st century, religion has become the latest adopters. And it's really, it's really, it's really troubling to me. Yeah. Because you think about the internet, you know, I, like even you were old enough to remember before there was internet, right? So, and of course I grew up with no internet. I think I was like 40 before they invented the internet. And I was probably 45 before we actually used it for much of anything. Yeah. But, you know, while Christians were trying to figure out if the internet was going to facilitate the one world, you know, government and the mark of the beast, right. you know, pornographers and perverts filled the internet with porn sites. And, right. and I'm like, now we realize like 25 years later that the internet is probably the best or one of the best evangelism tools and tools for teaching and training and equipping uh, with the gospel of any single tool ever invented in the history of the world. Yes. In the history of the world. Okay, there's stats on that? That's amazing. I mean, I felt it, but yes. Are, are you with me? Yes. Like right now, we could evangelize, you know, most of Africa, because if you go to Africa, even the poorest countries like Mozambique, they all have a cell phone. Right. But you can communicate with people in the jungle, yeah. literally. Like I do it yeah it must be and, and you could tr teach and preach the gospel to people that you would have had to risk your life to do that yeah communist china yeah. where you can't cross the border you can actually you can actually preach the gospel on the internet and i, I know that the you know chinese government thinks they've you know uh limited the gospel expression but i i know differently so I, I'm, I'm like, like this is this is the best invention for communication ever invented in the history of humanity. But we came 20 years late. Yeah. And it was populated at one time. Uh, now, I don't this was a five year ago uh, statistic. Five years ago, 67% of all websites on the Internet were, were porn sites. Yeah. And it's not that there's more porn than there is, you know, any other great thing. It's just that they got there first. Well, Christians are trying to figure out, like, is this the this is how the beast is going to control the you know one world government? And it's like, 
Oh my gosh. So, you know, we are yeah. such late adopters. So I think part of the challenge that I see is that we have to push past the fear of, you know, new technology. And we have to actually be fathers and mothers of technologies, which is why we started Bethel School of Technology, because yeah. in the information age, you have to have influence in the information gate. Yes. And if you don't, you're sitting outside wondering what happened to you. Yes, exactly. Chris, you guys, this is like, what is possible with spiritual intelligence? Someone, while you were talking about the internet, I saw her name. She goes, thank you for, she said, hello from Brazil. Thank you for being so in Portuguese. Okay. So there's somebody right now who's being blessed by the internet by taking, like learning about the gospel, learning about the prophetic. There are coders learning how to code because of Bethel Tech. Like it's time for the kingdom to be at the forefront of invention and discovery. And that is kind of like the whole point of what we're doing at the SQ Institute. We just want to inspire you to get to know the father and what is possible with the mind of Christ. And be the smartest people in the room because the Holy Spirit is giving you, you know, information. It's, it's like, uh, you know, it's almost like cheating, you know, you're in a, you're, you're in a, you know, a, a professional poker game and you got, you got a, you know, you got a, uh, an, an earpiece where someone's feeding you the intel about what everybody else has in the cards. Yeah. You know, like. Don't cards with Chris Valentin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, such a poor illustration. I don't even gamble. So let me be clear. Right. But yeah. you, you, you know what I mean? It really is like, it's like, it's like Holy Spirit cheating. Like God knows everything about everything. He knows everybody. He knows, you know, the past, the present, the future all at the same time. And he's in our ear. He's given us the ear of the learner. Totally. You're like, like secret service, like walking because around with the, yeah, carrying special messages. Um, service, oh, good. You are, you are in oh, the secret service. You and I, we should not do things together. It's, we get weird. Yeah, you know what I mean. But thanks for coming back, man. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.